Welcome to All The Things, a podcast for moms seeking an inspired life. Hi, I'm your host, Lisa Chin. I am a writer and a coach, and my most passionate truth is that the world needs the real you. That's why I created this podcast, to discover all the things that make us who we are, because the better we understand ourselves, the more good we can do in the world. So let's do that together. This episode is an audio from a live that I did in my new Facebook group, The Journey In. Live inspired, live empowered. I love speaking on lives and I hope to do so regularly. If you're interested in joining future lives in real time so you can join in on the conversation, search for The Journey In on Facebook or find the link in the show notes. See you there. Hello, hello. I am really excited to be jumping on the first live of this group. Um, I have so many thoughts in my head right now. Um, first, if you have any questions throughout, um, feel free to just put them in the comments. Um, if you're live with me, I will try to answer them during the live. And if you are watching a replay, then um, I will try to jump back on and answer. And I'm hoping to do these lives regularly, but maybe not like scheduled regularly in the group um, because my mind tends to not work like that unless I find like if I have to do something every day and there's, it's a non-negotiable, but when there's a little bit of flexibility, it doesn't work for me. And that's okay. That's part of kind of knowing ourselves, right? Um, this live was kind of triggered. Um, generated by a question that I received and I shared the image in the group earlier yesterday actually Um, but I also shared it on my personal page and then my friend Tiffany who's actually in this group she asked me like how do you know so the, the image that I shared reads learn to differentiate between the sound of your intuition guiding you and your traumas misleading you So learn to differentiate between the sound of your intuition guiding you and your traumas misleading you. And Tiffany asks, well, how do you know? Which is a really great question because it's, um, I don't know how many schools of thought there are in it, but it is really, um, once you know, it's a very powerful thing. That's how I see it, how I've learned it. And to first start off, you know, what, what is the sound of your intuition and what is the, what does trauma, like what, what are those two things looking like? And to start off with uh, maybe some definitions, um, so, and maybe some explanations of the words, when I hear sound of your intuition, um, intuition is kind of our inner knowing is how I see it. Um, some people may even equate it with, let me move my camera a little bit. Um, and some people may actually equate it with like the universe or God or whatnot. Um, and that's fair. It's kind of like however you want to define it is up to you. Um, I'm all about kind of allowing you to use the words that you want to use. And the sound of your intuition may actually not be a sound at all. It may be a feeling. It may be um, that you see lights. It may be that you see images, that you see signs and different things. So like the, when they say the sound of your intuition, um, it's, it's actually very important to note that it's beyond just sound. And it's really your inner, your inner guidance or your guiding system, whatever that may be. And whatever 
signs or um, or things that may appear in your universe that are here to help you. So that that sound may not necessarily be a sound for some people. Actually, maybe, um, and it could be also a combination of all those things as well, um, which is kind of what I get. And then your traumas, um, I. The word trauma is definitely in the zeitgeist, um, and it's actually a really beautiful thing that it is. When we say trauma in this context, it's not about, you know, getting hit by a car and and receiving, like, especially physical trauma that way. And also there's emotional and mental trauma that comes along with, like, being hit by a car or by another car, kind of in in the car. Um, Like being in a car accident or having a big, big, um, something happen to you that's, like, trauma, like, big, big trauma, um, that is, like, traditionally considered that, um, if you go to, like, the trauma unit in a hospital, for instance, you have, um, you know, you have doctors who are prepared to do surgery and and things like that, so there's that kind of definition of trauma. However, in this context, trauma is not about that. Trauma is about the things that have overwhelmed your system at any point in time where you couldn't actually handle it and you had too much in your body um, and not enough output. So like when you had too much kind of like that was going on and it had nowhere to go. And so that energy found a way to like, found a safe spot in your body essentially to like stay there. Um, kind of an unofficial definition. Um, I don't think I've ever actually ever described it that way. There's like a billion and one ways of describing this, um, updated version of trauma. Um, Kimberly Ann Johnson, you know, when she explained, it's not, when you have bad things that happen to you. It's just when you have too much, too soon, too fast. Um, and she described like chocolate cake, like having a slice of chocolate cake is really great. You get to enjoy it. You take a, like a fork to it and you savor every single bite and it's delicious. And when you're done, you can push it aside. Traumatic chocolate cake would be like, here's the whole chocolate cake. I'm going to shove it in your face until you eat the whole thing. And it doesn't matter what you say. That's traumatic chocolate cake. And so that is the, like, that's one of the best definitions I've had for trauma, um, is from her and that example. So that's the, you know, just to kind of get, make sure that we're talking about the same stuff here. Your intuition is kind of that inner guidance, um, and your traumas are the things that happen to you. And the thing with traumas is that not only do they happen to you, but then they have this lasting impact, right? So traumas, they store within your body, and then they kind of re-happen. Um, with trauma, it reappears pretty regularly, right? Um, it gets triggered by something. Like, for instance, if you were shoved chocolate cake in your, in your mouth or face, um, every time you saw a chocolate cake, you might get triggered by a chocolate cake. Or any time someone came at you with, like, a plate of food, maybe you would kind of, you know, um, my body's pushing back into my chair right now. Like, you kind of stay away from that person. Um, and, and if the memory is unconscious enough, you might not even remember that, um, that you had that memory and you just might, that might just be a reflex that you've developed and you have no idea why. And, um, and it just becomes a pattern in your life and you do, you actually don't even know. And so like, when you're talking about the sound of your intuition versus your traumas, it, it is actually really hard to tell because your traumas um, come out to you in these reflexes that are meant to keep you safe. And when they're meant to keep you safe, you think that's your intuition talking. And that is 
hard to differentiate. So um, kind of to maybe just come at that from a different angle or another angle, just to kind of drive home the point, because that might be a new concept for you. When you have something traumatic happen to you, um, let's just say at a young age, and let's say um, you, you moved and you moved from one city to another city and maybe you were five so maybe you were at school you were like in pre-k you're and you had some you know good group of friends you hung out with that you really loved um you'd known them since you know you started daycare and then you moved to another town another city and all of a sudden you're thrust into a new setting and you're scared you you don't know what's going on you're not sure why your room is different and like everything is new you may have um a trauma response of like not wanting to try new things, not wanting to go to new places, not wanting to meet new people. Like those that, that, um, and those may become so inherent within you that you think it's just who you are or you think that it's your intuition talking, right? And you're like thinking, I'm safe. I'm safe if, I, if I'm at home, if I don't talk to people, I'm safe if I don't move, you know, again in my life, I'm safe if I stay you know, stay in town for college, I'm safe if I stay in this relationship, um, all of that, it can manifest in a, in a million different ways, right? And each person, it manifests differently. So it's hard to say, you know, who um, or how it would manifest. But it's really important to say, to, for me, I want to make sure that I actually say that, that trauma isn't necessarily, like, it, it doesn't just happen and go away, right? But it happens and it, and it continues to um, stay in our system, and and in a whole other you know line of work, um, there's that processing of the trauma and the kind of correcting it and completing it and um, enabling it to kind of live beyond itself. So there's that. But I won't talk about that today. I don't think. <laughs> um, the so the way to differentiate between the sound of your intuition and your traumas. The first thing that um, that comes to mind is like, what is the baseline of your decision? So like when you are listening to your intuition and when you're listening to your traumas, you're making a decision of some sort, right? So it's that, it is that like, do you stay in the relationship? Do you move? Do you go to college elsewhere? Um, do you even like study for the test? Do you save money versus spend it? All of those things can be our decisions. And those decisions are based on something, right? Um, and when I think about the difference between making a decision based on intuition and making a de decision based on your trauma is just the underlying energy of it. So what is it that you're feeling when you're making that decision? Are you feeling fear, scarcity, um, anger, frustration, any of those kinds of negative feelings like heavier feelings and just kind of bringing my body down like it just it may kind of feel like it's grounding but it's actually not um those are going to be the decisions that you're making based on trauma and and i'm, I'm talking about my body too because a lot of times we actually don't know what we don't logically know why we are doing something but we will feel it in our body. So the more in touch we are with our body and we can recognize kind of um, how we're sitting, how we're breathing, how we are like 
hunting ourselves or expanding ourselves, like we will, that helps us, that gives us clues as to like what this, this, this decision is about. If we are listening to our intuition, you know, it kind of very, it sounds very like, you know, uh, woo woo and, and out there, but it really is just like, it's, it feels light. It feels expansive. It feels like there's an abundance. It feels like there's opportunity and possibility and joy and happiness associated with that guidance by intuition. And when we make those decisions, it's really hard to, um, to practice this in the moment. So this is kind of like your first foray into this idea that like all your decisions are kind of based on this idea of like it's intuition versus trauma. Then it's, it might be difficult for you to just all of a sudden say, Hey, I'm going to start doing that from now on. I'm going to start feeling into my body and figuring out what feels like intuition, what feels like trauma, because that's not exactly how it works. I mean, you very well could be like, Oh, I've got it down pat. I, I know what I'm doing. Um, but this is your first entree into this idea, then my advice is to actually go back. Um, it's like retroactively, right? And like looking at your past decisions. That's like the best way that I have learned how to, um, especially in this realm of like, is it the right choice or isn't the right choice? Well, hindsight is twenty twenty. So let's start with that, right? Like let's start with the tools that we have, which is and which are the memories and the decisions that we've made already and what we can remember. And to me, I feel like everything kind of bubbles up to the surface as, it, as it's meant to be. So like, maybe think about the, the first time you made a really good decision, right? Um, and to me, like my college, uh, how I chose my college was a very intuitively guided decision-making process. And I didn't know at that point, you know, because I was 17, 18 years old, um, but it was very much one where I just, I didn't have any other input, really. I mean, there was, some, there was some other input, but very little input from other people um, who could influence my decision uh, uh, at the point where I had maybe like five colleges to choose from. And, and, I, and I just went about it in a way that, to me, was very, like, no one told me how to make decisions. This is how I'm going to make this decision. And it was just, that was it. Um, and I'm happy to dive into that if that, you know, sounds like it'd be helpful or not and then so you know pick a good decision that you've made in the past and evaluate that like a good decision would be to me one where you felt good during the process and after the process right like you felt confident in the decision you made it wasn't just like you were lucky and it turned out to be good um that's another idea for another day but like it but really one where you were where you felt in line with it, maybe you can't explain why, but you felt like it was in alignment, and then the, the outcome turned out the way that, you know, in a positive way. So, like, it, maybe it didn't exactly turn out the way you wanted it to, um, because that doesn't necessarily always happen. Um, good decisions don't necessarily always happen that way. But it turned out the way that you, that, you know, the positive way. Take that decision, dissect it, right? Try to remember... Bring yourself back into that moment where you were making decision or the moments where you were in that process. You know, how did your body feel? Like, what was exciting about it? What was, um, what brought you joy and happiness? What made you ex excited? Um, what made you really 
light up about it? And then in the, in the after part of it too, like what was it that really worked out for you? Like how was it helpful? Um, and how were you, um, how did you benefit from it? So like kind of looking at it from that angle. And then on the flip side, think of a bad decision you made and think about like what that was. Like, again, thinking about a bad decision would me would be that you wish you made a different decision. I, I think that to me would be like the, the one question to ask is like, do you wish you made a different decision? Like, yes. Well then let's evaluate that. And this is not to say that every decision, you know, um, that is bad is going to be one that is not intuitively led because I, I think sometimes our, intu- our intuition gives us opportunities to learn. Um, but go through a couple of them and see, you know, see what actually was the baseline of it. Again, bring yourself back, feel into your body. How did your body feel? How was, was your breathing? Did you feel grounded? Um, were you excited about it or were you nervous? Did you feel fear? Did you base that decision based on some sort of logical pattern that may not even make sense anymore? Those are kind of the questions to ask yourself. And then like, and then how did it work out for you? And why was it bad? Um, that to me would be like the best way of going about it and just doing it. And I wouldn't say like sit down and go through your whole life at one time because that, that'd be kind of traumatic in itself. <laughs> I, would, I would say go in and do maybe one or two. Pick a good one and a bad one um, or a favorable one and a not favorable one and see. See what it was that guided you and see what it was that, um, that guided you in each way. And then take a break, sit with it, you know, there's no need to kind of like deep dive into it. And then after a couple of days, you can go back and revisit it, or you can just take another set of memories and, and look at those. Um, and if we were in like a, a session, then I would probably go through it, you know, I would go through like maybe two of those at, at a time, just because we would be in the space to do so. Um, but like by yourself, you can certainly go and just do that, right? Take and see what's what you felt like and what you, what you even wanted, what your desires were and then what your fears were and, and all of that. And, and even in in the good decision, what you can also do is, is actually ask yourself, if I was making this, if I were to make this decision again, based on fear, what would have been, you know? So like if my, you know, when I, um, when I was, when I was going to make my decision on my college, one of my biggest fears was that I wouldn't fit in. It was, you know, I'm a first generation college student. Um, when I went to see the school, it's, you know, like 40% international. So we have like world travelers, right? People who come from much wealthier backgrounds than me. And I remember going home and talking to my cousin and I said, I just do not think I'm going to fit in. Like, I really don't think so. And that was a huge fear of mine because I came from a school where I knew everybody that I had, I kind of knew my place, you know, by senior year in high school, you're like, I, I've got my, my, I don't want to say my ducks in a row, but I've, I've got my positions, you know, in campus and on, on clubs and things like that. And I was really scared, you know, it was a big transition to lose that sense of community and to enter a new one that was very unknown, that was um, really scary. 
And my cousin said to me, you know, you will find your people. And now, that kind of is actually, that was a very sound, logical advice, right? Um, if I were to make, if I were to have made my decision based on fear, I wouldn't have joined the college. I would have probably stayed local um, at a school that I wouldn't have really wanted to go to, and I would have just and I thought and I would have met people and, and all of that, but it wouldn't it would not have been the same. My entire life changed when I went to college, so there's that. Um, so yeah, so like with your good decisions, say, hey, what would it look like if I made my decision based on fear? Because that would be interesting evaluation right because the thing is it's not scary anymore because you already made that decision and it worked out for you and on the flip side if you were to make your decision again that was like not the greatest decision what would you have made it based on intuition based on inner guidance and the thing is like it's hard like we we learn things as we go along right we are conditioned in a certain way we try to decondition, we are conditioned again, we have underlying traumas, um, many, many, many layers, we have generational trauma, past life trauma, kind of all that stuff. So it's not necessarily that you will kind of get it all at one time, but like doing this exercise where you're looking at your past and you are slowly evaluating and like kind of practicing in retrospect in kind of a safe space because those moments have kind of happened already. And you know, do it at a, at a time when you're well-resourced, you know, when you have, when you're full, when you have water near you and snacks and when you feel safe and comfortable and warm and you aren't going to be interrupted, like all of those things. Because if you're going to be pulling up moments that are kind of traumatic, then you need to be well-resourced if, if you don't have someone with you, right? Because you need to be able to have some sort of regulation. And if you can, you know, go over here and take a sip of water to just pause you know, that can help actually regulate you. Um, if you were to do it with a friend, um, I've done not exactly this exercise, but I've done similar things with friends where we're kind of sitting around, we do it all to kind of together, and it's just like we have kind of that community and that we kind of work off of each other and we're supporting each other along the way. That's really good too. Um, yeah, so that is kind of my thoughts on your intuition versus your traumas. I'd love to hear what you think about this. Um, if you think anyone would benefit from this video, have invite them to the group because I don't think I'll be posting this publicly. It may end up on the podcast, but I'm just really excited to have shared with you and for you to have listened to this. Um, if you have any questions, again, feel free to put them in the comments. I really look forward to reading them and hearing from you. Have a great weekend. It is 11-11, uh, 11-11-22. Apparently, it's like the most powerful manifesting day this century or something magnificent like that. So I hope you have a wonderful day. I hope you make lots of wishes today, and you have an amazing weekend. Thank you for tuning in today. Living an inspired life is a worthy endeavor. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Be sure to subscribe in your preferred podcast player for future real conversations. And if any part of this episode made you think of a friend, let them know that they aren't alone in their journey and share all the things with them. If you'd like to stay in touch, hop on over to lisaforreal.com and sign up for my daily blogs or find me on Instagram at Reclaiming Motherhood. See you next time.